Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 25. Aliens and dinosaurs and dust bunnies. Oh my, Ray, what are we doing today? Um, I'm enjoying the wonders that is the start of English autumn. Is that what I call fall here? It is indeed. Okay, okay. Fall. Okay. Uh, we like to say happy fall, y'all. But really, that just means that the temperatures have dropped, you know, three, four degrees, and we call it a day. Um, yeah. I was joking yeah. around on um, another podcast, and I made the comment that that basically it's just not quite summer anymore. So, anyway. <laughs> Oh, we can definitely tell the difference between summer and autumn. It is um, green leaves turn crispy and golden, and they all fall off everything. My plants are now crispy on the balcony, which is a bit depressing. And it is great. It literally changed overnight. Yesterday it was, yeah, it was beautiful yesterday morning. Um, I went for a swim. I went for a coffee. I was wearing sunglasses. Today, I think if I wore my sunglasses, I wouldn't be able to see anything. Oh, it's wow. that that drastic a change overnight. Well, we're in the midst of what we call false fall. And that means that we'll have a week or so stretch of temperatures that are lower, you know, in the 80s instead of the 90s. When you get up in the morning, it'll be... 60 instead of 72 and then it'll swing back the other direction and we will our temperatures will head back up another few degrees and so eventually we'll get to highs in the 60s but that won't be until November probably late November early December you mean when we go down into the um, single digits Oh yeah, because we don't we don't do single digits, and if we do, it's only, you know, it's in February ish. <laughs> so anyway, oh that's that's not yeah. there, and 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 we don't stay there. It's like a week of something like that. But anyway, so today we were going to talk about Sirens Call by Jane it, Castle. Jane Castle. I want to say yeah. Amanda again, and. <laughs> To be fair, I've just been reading a lot of her stuff recently, and so, but it's not all that. It's it's one of her pseudonyms, but actually, Jane Castle is the least read of those. And I'm, I'm uh, not surprised. <laughs> Ray obviously didn't enjoy this book, and I do apologize, but I was not trying to torture her. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't believe me. Actually, I had not read this book prior to choosing it. So I didn't know. Now, this was this was one we literally yeah. went through. Have you got this available in your library? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? In retro, if if we didn't have some of those constraints, I probably would have picked a different book mm. because I've read. As I said, I've read a lot of her books, and I've read the Jane Castle stuff as well. And her harmony stuff, I don't like as well as I do some of the others. And so, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where. Like I'm looking at, I got the I got the ebook, and I'm looking at the cover, and it had bears no relationship to the actual. That that bears more relationship to the actual. Your cover bears more relationship to the actual book than mine does. My cover is just 
completely on the on this cover the main character looks about 12 um okay well i get a bare midriff of a one oh okay that that makes a lot of sense if anybody wants to send us arcs of books please do right. because we read them and critique them we won't be harsh we're very rarely harsh. I might change my mind on this one a little bit, but we're very rarely harsh on anything. We are just honest. Right, right. And, and, and you know, I, I... So right. if you want to send us arcs, get in touch. Send us a message on Twitter, on our blog, or via our Facebook group, anywhere, and we will get back to you because we are definitely interested in reading um, new elements of the genre. We're interested in reading newer books. Mm -hmm. And we occasionally, well, actually more often than not, struggle to get newer books because of the constraints of our in our separate library systems. Right, and, and we're trying to avoid spending, you know, all of our savings on books. So, you know, <laughs> I have kids, Ray has a cat. I mean, these things require resources. So, I'm just And my saying. cat's expensive. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> and my kids anyway. are definitely expensive. So, um, Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me read the blurb. In the mysterious world of Harmony, there are places filled with unexpected, unexplored marvels, but Rain Shadow Island isn't about to give up its secrets. In the alien catacombs of Rain Shadow, there are creatures whose compelling songs lure the unwary to their death. That's why Rafe Coppersmith, hired to clear out the catacombs for exploration, needs a music talent. He knows the perfect one, but she probably doesn't want anything to do with him. Ella Morgan had once fallen hard and fast for Rafe, and then he disappeared for months, and he's not about to tell her why. Ella, too, has secrets that only her dust bunny knows. She's not just a music talent. She's a siren, a paranormal sing singer capable of singing men to sleep or to their deaths. But once on Rain Shadow, Rafe and Ella learn that surrendering to passion doesn't come without risks, and fighting fire with fire only adds to the flame. Okay, and I have two um, reviewers and the praise for the book. A suspenseful tale complete with murder, mayhem, and escalating danger. Best dust bunny ever. And a, a riveting plot filled with plenty of sexy twists and dangerous turns. Mm -hmm. And if I say to, if I, regarding the sexy twists, I will say one of the lines in this book legitimately is, she was wet and it wasn't all from her shower. If y'all could see the look on Ray's face right now, it is classic. Oh my gosh. Classic. Uh, where do you start? Do you want to start? This was your choice. Where do you start? Okay. Uh, Let me see. We have this. to remind, we have to say something else though. This is not the first book in the Rain Shadow Island novel series. Which is what I was about to say. <laughs> great minds okay so this i think is like book four and i think if we had our druthers and it had been easily accessible maybe we could have backed it up initially i wanted to do a jane castle book because i was looking for a futuristic book i wanted to sort of move out of the historicals i know we had done some stuff but it, it felt like we'd done a lot of regency at one point like in a row and even though we'd had a break and so I wanted to go in a very different direction. So that's why I, I was like, so let's look at uh, 
let's look at Jane Castle. She's sort of a proven quantity, and I felt like we could get through one of those books without it being so horrible. And Ray has just let me know that it's actually number five in this series. And there's a lot going on in this book, I think. Yeah, especially for of, 300, especially for 300 odd pages. It's mm -hmm. a very short book the amount of stuff that goes on. So for me, I felt like everything was crammed in mm -hmm. and maybe a lot of it could have been taken out to make the story better. Mm -hmm. But maybe I don't know what the others were, but I don't know what the others were like. So maybe they set up the world and we were expected to know it. I did not have some of the same problems because I've, I've actually read, I don't know that I've read all of those, but I'd read enough of them to know what the dust bunnies were. I'd read enough of them to know what Rain Shadow was. So maybe I was in a better position to know. And that's one of those things where um, in a lot of these books, for instance, when we reviewed wild embrace or what was whatever the last Nalini scene was you were saying that you didn't have enough information and I almost wonder if it wouldn't have been better for you to have gone into that book with no information at all and did she give you enough does that make sense so you it yeah. bothered you that Caleb Krychek like how did he get to be not, not a bad guy you know, I wonder if... Because I had, wouldn't have known he was a bad guy in the first place. Right. And so I almost think you had just enough information to ruin the book for you. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, total sense. Um, and, and so, you know, you went into this book blind and then it felt rushed. So, you know, I'm not really sure what to say. And, and I think that's just the danger of walking into a book that it's, it is a series, right? That is part of a series yeah and it'll be it would be the same as reading one of the suki stackhouse books mm -hmm. without having read the others i think reading the last book without having read the first eight or nine yeah and i've only read one of those suki stackhouse books for the record just saying mm. yeah but i'm it's yeah, the same yeah. time yeah. you've gone into it re having read none of them and all of a sudden you're reading the last book and it's like well where did that character come from and why is that so relevant right and 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 this book even has callbacks with jones and jones to another series that she's written in a different world under a different pseudonym amanda quick the jones and jones stuff yeah and oh, she's I've, re I've read some i have yeah. read some amanda quick yeah but jones and jones is like her paranormal victorian stuff so, yeah, it, you, there are all these little Easter eggs planted that probably don't matter if you're not, you know, reading her other books. But if you are, then they're a little Easter. You're like, oh, yeah, Jones and Jones. I know who they are. Fallon Jones. Oh, I know who he is. What a good name. Yeah, that kind of thing. I know. I yeah. Know, like, so, so I know enough that it didn't phase me. And I... I'm going to say this. I read it a couple of weeks ago. Ultimately, it was forgettable for me. Yeah, I got I got it a couple of weeks ago. And I started reading it a couple of weeks ago. And I was still reading at one o'clock this morning. See, I, uh, her books I can read in an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, you see, I, I probably could have done if I cared. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care. I didn't 
I didn't really warm to Ella at all. The I think the only character in this book that I liked was the Dust Bunny. Well, the Dust Bunnies are the most likable characters in these books, for the record. And actually, yeah, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't be. Um, you should actually care about the main characters of the novel. I, at least I think you should. No, I think you should too. But I'm just saying that the Dust Bunnies are always fun. Mm. The Dust Bunnies are always really fun. I love I loved Lorelai. I thought she was mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Even though she would probably have the capability to kill a grown man quite easily. Mm-hmm. I think she was cute with her little veil and her fascination mm-hmm. for iced, um, for powdered sugar donuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I we can all not, relate, yeah. right? Oh, we can all relate. oh yeah. <laughs> What's not to like about wedding veils and powdered donuts i mean come on how did the powdered donuts bit probably more so for me i could have i could have probably slaughtered about 20 yesterday after my swim Mm, i bet you could have i would say that i would say that the dust bunnies often add a little bit of charm and the other thing is with the dust bunnies it's sort of for me it's sort of a shorthand i have never met a character in one of these books who a dust bunny has adopted that has not been a good person so it's a way of her letting you know like dust bunnies are incredible judges of character and you know i mean i've met dogs that that actually have are bad judges of character but dogs are generally pretty good judges of character you know yeah a dust bunny is like you know tiny dog cat i don't know something else probably as bloodthirsty as my cat right so i mean you know (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is, but but I I actually did like I'm thinking about it. I liked Ella fine. I got a little impatient with Ella at various points. I got impatient with everybody at various points, but yeah. But I can ultimately, see that. ultimately, and this is unfortunate. I just it just sort of fades in with the other books that I have read. I could see me reading this book again in 10 years and be like, oh yeah, I have read this kind of thing. I've done that with so. a couple of books and it's one of those, I've actually, in fact, I've bought books like that. I've gone in and I have um, I bought a book when it first came out and it was like, oh, it's the new book by such and such an author mm-hmm. and I've read it and I've put it away in a cupboard somewhere because I store a lot of my books in cupboards because there's no room. And then five years down the line I've been in a charity shop and I've seen the book and thought oh I haven't read that one by that author mm-hmm. picked it up taken it home with me started reading it and thought oh, hang on a sec and I normally remember the books I've read mm-hmm. and this one a I don't think I'll be reading the rest of the ones in the series mm-hmm. because I think she crammed there's too much world building in it for me Mm-hmm. I love I love world building. Don't get me wrong. I love the whole sci-fi fantasy world building, but to use a mysterious island, dinosaurs on said mysterious island that have magical music fascination or whatever, and they're apparently dying. Um, to have sirens, so mythological characters, to have dust bunnies, and to have aliens. It's like no, it's just too much for me. I think mm-hmm. that there was too much in there. It could have been separated out into three separate series. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would have made it, for me anyway, better. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I'm trying to think how to put this. 
she has several books in this series, not necessarily about rain shadow, but several books that have ties to harmony. Um, And these are folks that they have the dust bunnies, right? And society, just for our listeners, in these books, society is very regimented. People are expected to marry and preferably produce kids, but that's fine if they don't. And that goes back to the first generation of settlers. What happened was a portal opened up to another world and they left Earth, went through the portal to this new world that was explorable. And they decided to colonize there because it was apparently uninhabited. And the portal closed suddenly and they were cut off from Earth and they found that their computers didn't work and they feverishly transcribed everything they could as long as the computers worked and 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 they tried to retain remnants of society and so one of the things they instituted was very strict you have to get married have kids kind of thing because they needed their society to continue and they thought that the family like strong families were the basis like they they could be the bedrock of the new society and it it's not just same sex or it's not just um heteronormative couples right they have sex same sex couples and whatnot but the idea was that you had to have family and so family is the basis of basically this world and so throughout this book you get mentions of the coppersmith family and ella's family and they talk about marriages of convenience versus covenant marriages and so mc versus cm right you have to figure that out (laughs) because they're so different and easy to just know at first glance but uh, you know a marriage of convenience is you know you basically you, you you're living together right and you can mm-hmm. have several of those, and there's no, there's no necessarily stigma on it. And that's better than just you know hooking up or whatever. But then a covenant marriage is a big deal. This is like you're married in front of everyone and their brother. Getting a divorce is virtually unheard of. I mean, it's just this is the real deal for life marriage thing. And the idea is they have sort of use the technology that's available to them and they've developed their own technology that works on this world of harmony that probably wouldn't work on earth well they call it alien tech don't they but then there is alien tech as well so they've got their own but they they're they're utilizing like they found alien tech and they're utilizing that tech to in their own stuff too like you know you you find stuff and you incorporate it so so castle is is trying to build an entirely new world and she's done that with with other books but i suspect that the reason we've got as much of it in this book as we do just is that she's trying to to help readers out now in terms of the romantic hero and heroine you said you weren't big fans you like the dust bunny better and that's fair they were forgettable Mm -hmm. that was the problem they were their romance was forgettable. It wasn't some great big passion. They met, then three months later he shows up again, which is why the summary on the back is like, 
she'd once fallen hard and fast for him. They met once three months previously, then met again, and then they're sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, that, okay, that's normal society. That's what happens in modern society. But I just, I just found it was a bit, I don't know. It was rushed. The whole thing felt really rushed. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden she's got, she starts off a tiny business, then gets a massive, great, big, powerful, expensive gem, and then starts another business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I changed the name of it so it sounded more expensive and exclusive. Oh, really? Okay. See, I didn't have necessary, I didn't, didn't necessarily have problems with that. But I think that maybe because I read it so, so recently, it's more in my head. Mm-hmm. Because as I said, I struggled. I got this, I picked this book up from the library as soon as it was available. And it was literally about two days after we talked about it. And then I finished it yesterday. I'd read maybe 70, 80 pages in the start. And I didn't, I read three other books in the interim. <laughs> sort of like me of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Anything to avoid reading that prose. See. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so I I don't have such hard feelings for it. In the final analysis, I actually it it, it sort of runs together with the other Harmony books, specifically the Rain Shadow books. But as a standalone, there was not. I didn't find anything objectionable, particularly objectionable about Ella, or particularly objectionable about Rafe. I thought Rafe was kind of an interesting guy. Um, but do you think we we found out enough about them? I was okay with it. I, I don't know if maybe because I had enough from other places, and and I have read enough of her books from this world that I think I was able to extrapolate a lot. If that makes sense. And, yeah, and totally. So, in the in the end, you know, this doesn't necessarily go on my to buy list or anything like that. Or oh, I'm watching for this next book, like I am the next Nalini Singer, whatever. But in the final analysis, I'm not mad at it. You're mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I I I'm, I'm not mad at it. I just don't think that it was. If they wanted to do it, if they really wanted to make it a better book, it could have either been pared back and focused on the main characters more or made longer. I don't think I'd have read it if it had been longer, but because I literally was, I, I have to be honest, I got to probably about page 200 and I was going, that's okay. It was kind of like me doing a swim and saying, you've only got another five lengths to go. Mm-hmm. I've only got another 120 pages. That's literally what I was saying last night when it got to about 10 o'clock and I was saying, I've got another 120 pages. I'd rather watch a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think I'd watch a movie of this either. There's too much going on in two compact a, a time for me mm-hmm. and the thing is I've read other books by her I mean Jane Ann Krentz was one of my go-tos when she used to write Mills and Boone mm-hmm. well she, she wrote Harlequin I used to read her books and mm-hmm. I read her as Amanda Quick and I liked her as Amanda Quick I think she does really well those books are bigger and they are focusing on a specific character and I have no problem with that at all I think she's a really good writer but I don't think her forte is 
futuristic, paranormal, sci-fi mishmashes, which I think this this that is what this came across to me as a mishmash. There was too much stuff. There was no need for the dinosaurs. They played such a tiny role in it. They were irrelevant. They may mm-hmm. as well have not been there. Um, the alien tech, I think, because I haven't got the background that you have in the series, didn't make any sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. I kept on, well, alien tech, you've got a sensitivity, what you, you don't have a sensitivity, you do have a sensitivity. I'm confused so much mm-hmm. that I think that probably aided in taking away any enjoyment I had because I had no grounding in the series and I just was confused the whole way through it was like where's that what's happened there what's this why are they doing that and I was constantly asking questions and I wasn't getting the answers to them mm-hmm. and that frustrates me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay fair it should have a thing on the back saying this is not a standalone or this cannot be read as a standalone and I've seen authors do that. This can be read as a standalone, or this shouldn't be read as a standalone, and this definitely should not be read as a standalone. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm again. I'm not. I'm not as hard on it. I, but I really. I yeah. I don't, I don't, like I said, I'm not mad at it. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And ultimately, it just kind of fades into the background. Yeah. But um, you have read others in the series, yeah. which helps. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else we need to say about Siren's Call? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so, is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, we are doing a special episode. <laughs> okay. I haven't decided on a book for the next episode for the next book yet. Um, I really need to figure that out quickly. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "What Toot book? Sweet. What book?" I know. It's like, oh my god, what book? What book? I reckon we need to do a Joanna Lindsay. We haven't done one yet. Okay. As she turns oh, to her oh, bookcase. Yeah, my bookcase. As she turns to her bookcase. Uh, I'm going to. Oh my god! I don't even know where my Joanna Lindsay's are. Well, oh, do you see your Catherine Coulter's? I do see my Catherine Coulter's, and actually, my favourite one is the Sherbrooke Bride. Okay. Your face. Your face. It's another Regency. We apologise. Well, I apologise, sort of. She doesn't really <laughs> apologise. No, I don't. It's quite funny. I was actually talking about. Um, Catherine Coulter's series yesterday on a Facebook forum so it's kind of timely really sure we'll go with timely okay (laughs) and that's Coulter yeah Catherine Coulter the Sherbrooke Bride it's the first in her Sherbrooke series which started off as a trilogy and then she started adding more books to it don't read the rest of them but the first three I really enjoyed the first one. I love Melisande's a brilliant character. Okay. All right. So Sherbert Bride, Catherine Coulter, and then we decided to do a special episode in honor of International Podcast Day because we, as our 
faithful listeners know, are an international podcast. And so I think maybe it's safe for us to sign off here. It is indeed. Okay. So I think, Ray, I think we said everything we need to say. Okay. <laughs> Ray, where can people find you online and where can they find uh, us? People can find us at ISN Romance on Twitter. Uh, they can also find us at romancenotdead.wordpress.com, which is where our blog is. Um, they can find us on Facebook if they search for Romance Isn't Dead. Um, and if you want to email us because you really want to say something, please be nice. Um, we're quite sensitive people. or I know I'm very, very sensitive. So um, you, can, you can email us at romancenotdeceased at gmail.com. And I can be found at All About Ray on Twitter. I'm not very active on there and I've got five followers. So please follow me. Aww. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> um, I am Palmetto Blue on Twitter and Instagram. I have a few more followers than that, but I tend to tweet mostly about Star Wars stuff, which is very Pride and Prejudice, actually, um, in my opinion. Uh -huh. And <laughs> my Instagram stuff tends to run to crafty things, although I do periodically do Star Wars things there as well. So, how would you like to sign off today? I would like to sign off with um, keep on searching for your happily ever after. And I'll remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf or, you know, in an alien culture with dinosaurs. <laughs> Bye. And dust bunnies. Oh, and dust bunnies. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.